Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live on a Monday evening, 24th of June, 7.50pm. This is old school legal counsel time slot when we used to put out the show on a Tuesday morning. But unfortunately we couldn't put it together yesterday, which will probably work out well for the synopsis or the, the recap of State of Origin 2. As always, coming at us live from Melbourne, Victoria, former Hong Kong international Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, Ree Harry. Nice to hear your voice again. Um, Monday night, interesting one. Freezing down here. We've got to do it short and sharp tonight because, you know, just have to sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to do a short and sharp show, it's probably the week to do it. We'd probably had about five games of footy. Um, let's start back to front uh, with the absolute destruction last night of New South Wales. Is Did it feel right the Sunday... Like, I was a big proponent throughout the week talking about the standalone weekends and everything. Um, but I don't think Sunday is Origin Day, is it? it just, it's a Wednesday. And I think that they've got to stick to that magic recipe of a Wednesday. I didn't really feel it, did you? The, the, just that Sunday evening thing just didn't quite... People coming down off a long bender, you know, they've got to get themselves back up again. It's very hard to start drinking again on a Sunday these days, Jack. And I think maybe that, um, that Sunday time slot took its toll. Yeah, look, I'd I'd have to probably agree with you on that. It was difficult to get into the game. Um, I went in to sort of look at it, but it just sort of, oh, I just couldn't get into it. And then it's, it's just, it was one-sided. Um, gee, Tom Turbovich changes the game, though, doesn't he? He is so fucking good. The thing that annoys me a little bit about Everyone just has such a short memory in this this um, day and age. Everyone has such a very short memory, you know. You've got no attention span. You're on your phone and, you know, even on Instagram, a 10-second video, you're fucking bored by the 10th second. And you just brain is trained by the media that gets served up to you day in, day out is to basically tiny little micro bites of media or, you know, sound bites. And I reckon that also creeps into... Um, Things like sport and league is it's always the what have you done for me lately and this show has been a big big Tom Trebojevic fan and we were pumping for him over Tedesco a lot last year and you know a bit of an injury to the long lanky limbs of Tom and all of a sudden he's a bit of a forgotten man he just the, was it the manly game that he played versus the Dragons where he just it was a rugby league week ten under ten performance if you ask me. And he's coming back into the centres, which he's played a little bit for um, Australia in the past, but hasn't yet donned the centre jersey for New South Wales. He played on the wing, wing last year. He was he was good last night. He was very good. But I actually have to say, 
although I do love Tom Tepovich, Tedisco was the man last night. He was where a lot of those um, a lot of those tries originated. Was was Tedisco? So maybe um, Tepovich took a lot of the pressure off Tedisco, and he just played even more of a natural free flying running game. And maybe this, the the wet conditions suited him. But I thought Tedisco was absolutely incredible. Oh, he is pretty fucking good on his day. Um, I, you know, we are blessed in this game to have so many um, phenomenal uh, fullbacks. Uh, but yeah, and to, for him to be able to keep out uh, Tom Tuvich out of that one number one jersey says mm. something, doesn't it? Mm. And I guess with Teddy, he's probably such a, and this is probably speaks in Tuvich's favour. Tuvich, you can put on. Four two three four two five one jersey, where Tedesco's just an out and out one, isn't he? I don't know if he's got another position. I don't think he'd be much of a winger. I don't know something just says that he's he's just an out and out fullback, kind of like Minicello's maybe someone who I thought a, a little bit it was an out, even though he started off as a winger by the mid sort of late career of his career, you couldn't really imagine Mini playing anywhere else. I think Tedesco is an out and out fullback, but. Fuck, they are blessed, the Blues. And all of a sudden, we're thinking, you know, the, I heard the words dynasty getting thrown out last night because they won last year. They flogged them game two. And the first, the, the game two looked a little bit like the first half of game one. So, you know, will we look back at this series just going, well, Queensland had a really good second half of game one, but they got torn apart in the, in the rest of the five halves. Do you think we'll be saying that? Um, yeah, but you know that, Nathan Cleary was not a big influence on that win last night. Mm. And, and, you know, he's not that good. And all of a sudden, they're going to have to find another another seven for Game 3. And look, I don't think it's a walkover for New South Wales in Game 3. It never is. Well, when, it was, how many it was last night, blowout and two blowouts in one Origin Series? No, nah, yeah, I'm not going to pull stats out of my ass and say there has been, but... That, yeah, you, you often a big result like this is followed up by a much tighter, much closer um, game following it, and I think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get a cracking game three. Back to Nathan Cleary, and I famously said last year if I started from scratch with all the players in a draft and I got the first pick, I'd pick Nathan Cleary. Um, kind of not looking like a great call in hindsight, but I still, I still have faith in him showing better than what he has this season. I think I read something on Twitter yesterday that he's played five Origin games and I don't think he's got a try assist or even a line break assist. Maybe the line break assist is, is not true, but definitely try assist. He hasn't actually influenced the game as much as probably a number seven has. Um, how big is Maloney to Cleary? Uh, well, they're a combination, won't they? But... <laughs> It's just so sad that we may never see Cody Walker play yeah, um, state football. That is just, it's its sad to think about, really, isn't it? I mean, he's been out and out the best player of the last six to eight weeks. And it's funny, like, we were we were saying Freddie was on the King Kongs with his changes. And I think he's been made to look like a bit of a messiah because every single player in that Blues team played a lot better. and And, and the conditions made Queensland, actually both teams made a lot of handing errors, Queensland, obviously, a lot more. They slipped off some tackles, too. I was looking at the stats earlier. Will Chambers, he was making 60% of his tackles, and so was Morgan, who's quite a good defender, but 
you know, some of the bigger sort of bodies that you get thrown at you when you're playing at centres. Will Chambers is he? Is and he, don't they didn't, they? didn't they get some penalties against them, Queensland? They just. I'd love to see the penalty count. Well, you're a big penalty count man. What was it in the end? Well, the penalty count is um, just hold team stats. New South Wales, fifty-nine percent possession, eighty-five percent completion, eighty-three percent completion rate to seventy-six. Um, tackle breaks, thirty-nine to twenty-two. How many tackle breaks between Addo Carr and um, James Tedesco? Addo Carr is just, he gets better every week. Um, incredible run of form that he's in at the moment. Um, I don't give a fuck about kick defusal. Gee whiz, this is really in-depth stats here. Defensive what, percentage. What are you getting your stats from? Uh, NRL.com. They really go into a lot more. Um, okay, missed tackles, Queensland, 39 New South Wales, 22. And we'll get to um, penalties conceded. 7-6, Queensland. Hmm. Nine errors and 10 errors to New South Wales. It was just the big moments that they won. And but there's, that, another thing about, there's another thing about penalty stats that don't come out in the numbers there, <clears> which <throat> I call back-to-back uh, -back penalties. Hmm. Would you agree? When you get back-to-back, -back, they just can put so much pressure and you can get a roll on. Piggybacks. Is that what a piggyback is? Yeah, uh, piggyback is... No, piggyback's a penalty in your own half. When you're struggling, getting it out yeah. of your own half, yeah. yeah. Fuck, is there a more relieving... Apart from points, okay, is there a more relieving thing in the game of rugby league than a piggyback? A good fucking piggyback. And you're watching your half do a no. big, long no. um, kick to touch... And then there's just the, the the nervous energy, just you can feel it expelling from the body after a really good piggyback. Oh shit! Yeah, and when you've and and I've always had the stat that, or not stat, this feeling that if you defend four sets of um uh six, six on your line, and then you get the ball back, your high you've got such a high probability of getting a penalty on your next um, attacking set out of your own red zone. It's human nature. And, you know, you met Chechens and you get them badges of the world. It's just human nature when you've been drilling one side. It takes a very strong-willed referee, a brilliant referee, to not decide to that kind of momentum when, you know, not only have they just um, repelled set after set after set and got multiple penalties in a row, they've got out. And you almost want to reward them and go, you know what? You fucking have kept these guys out. They haven't scored. I'm going to give you a little piggyback here and get you out of your line and get you on the attack again. It just happens so often in the game rugby league. Oh, it doesn't. Isn't it a fantastic game we have? You sent a, a very interesting article out uh, during the weekend, Rehurry, and it sort of came to the fore, especially last night when we saw Dang Yangai um, in Souths mode. Did you see that, Mimi? Oh, <laughs> Mimi. Uh, Mimi Matua. Yeah, I did. It's brilliant. Um, that was that. Was that the one that had fifteen to one um, players that uh, don't um, play well? Only for what do you call it? Um, yeah, I've got it. I've got it here. Footballers. Yeah, that on. was brilliant. Let me dig it up. Um, and I always, who who did you think before you saw that? Who did you think would be number um, one? By the way, it's who plays the best at rep football um, compared to their club form. Who did you think? Well, I would have thought one? Nate Miles. Nate, Nate Miles, Miles. Was, was who I was thinking of. 
So we'll go to the list, 15 to 1, of rugby league players who perform better at representative level than for their club. This guy here, I thought he could have gone, Tim Brasher. Geez, he was an overrated player, wasn't he? Played for Australia and New South Wales, and that New South Wales team, if you look back now on that era of New South Wales team, you name every player there, and they're like, you know, just legend after legend after legend. Fittler, Daly, Ricky Stewart, Brad Clyde. Um, and then you had guys like Timmy Brasher, who was a consistently at fullback. Did you ever rate Brasher? Uh, I did, just because I was a Balmain fan. Um, but yeah, who was he up against against Queens there? Was it Paul Hoff? Who was the foot? Dale Julio Shearer? Neil, Paul Hoff. Dale Shearer must be on that line. Dale, Dale Shearer, okay. Shearer on that line. Let's move, let's move down. Matt Singh, good player. Very good player, but he did go to another level yeah. for Queensland. Greg Bird, Brent Tate, or Tate, as he was known at the Warriors. Dean Bell, a guy I, I never... I think that's Tate. Tate was consistent everywhere. I mean, was he... Exactly. No, he was brilliant for Australia, wasn't he? He was oh, unbelievable for Australia. Mm. Aidan Guerra, good call. Trevor Gilmeister, David Clemmer, yeah. Chris Walker... Walker's on. You look back at Chris Walker as an Origin player. He's yeah, he's very he's not memorable, is he? I mean, in terms of a career, did he have what an eighteen-month period where he was pretty good? Is that about it? Yep. Um, Dale. What about number one? Not number one yet. Yeah, hang on. Dale Shearer at six. Darius Boyd at five. A little bit harsh. Nate Miles at four. I thought he could have gone two. Bobby Lidner. Dane Ngangai. And number one, Olsen Filipina. And that is brilliant. Because he was the guy who came out of reserve grade and terrorised the Aussies and Wally Lewis. Mm. Who was the last test footballer for a tier one nation that came out of um, Reserve grade. Olsen Filipana is the famous one, but I also remember... 2007. Isaac, 2015 or 2016, played 5-8. Again, we were just ravaged by... Isaac John. People like, yeah, Isaac John. And Salila Haveli was hooking in that game. Quote. And I go back to 2007, a two-game Parramatta Eel playing fullback for New Zealand, Chris Nan Inu. That's right. And I he just, just, you know what? When they named of- it, I'd never heard of him. And that that says a lot for someone who loves his Kiwi League. Cool. Um, back to back to Origin. Just to, just to look at the bloody names of the people who are scoring t- tries. Trebojevic, Frizzell, Trebojevic, Trebojevic, Adokar, Adokar. It was just what they were doing down that left hand side near the end of the game. It was a training run. I just they they made like we walked into the series probably thinking that New South Wales were going to have. They have a superior speed. I remember us talking about it pre-game one. Now you look at it, after that flogging, your always team looks pretty ordinary after a flogging, doesn't it? <clears throat> but I don't know if Queensland can come back from this. I know it's going to be closer. Dylan Nupp has got to go. He, he, Dylan Nupp is bad. But there's no one else to replace him. I guess Offa Hangawe comes back from injury. Jai Arrow is a big loss. I mean, you've got Tim Gladsby. Let's just, let's just really say for what it is. You've got Moses Mbai, Tim Gladsby, and Dylan Napa in and around your 17. <clears throat> and I reckon Will Chambers is on the massive downslide. 
Morgan's not a centre. Yeah, I, I mean, the centres are a real issue. It's, it's an issue. It's, the team's got a lot of issues with it. Um, and isn't fucking Kevin Walters, the coach whisperer, um, looking like a bloody idiot now? Yeah, I mean, to see Caelan Ponga... We always thought he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, we always have. Caelan Ponga, in the aftermatch, talking to the great Darren Lockyer and trying to, like, still say... He was calling Tom Dubovic the centre. Yeah, the centre. And, and Lockyer actually goes, yeah, Tom Dubovic. You know him. He's a good player. Really? Yeah. It was a disgrace. Bullshit. Yeah. It was really, really fucking poor. Um, I just, just thought we had a lot of banter last night. Can, on, I, on, can I just add on Origin before we move off it? Mm. For the game, how Queensland love trying to make themselves uh, the underdogs. Oh. You, what about the flu oh. again? <laughs> like, the, the, now we had to go into isolate. What's it called? You take your dog from overseas, you've got to put them in like a little... Quarantine. Um, Quarantine, and then the Coupe de Gras was. They said most <laughs> died. I heard like a conflicting. I think I shared it. It was just through the Tongan game that Moses Mbaye's almost died. Someone saved his life, and then a completely conflicting report came out about an hour later saying, "Yeah, nah, I just had something to eat, and I sort of um, I felt an allergic reaction coming on, and." Yeah, no, I, I got my doctor to uh, give me a needle. But I've, I still haven't really felt like I've heard the, the full story. One of them, the first one, was Moses and Boy was left dead in a hotel lobby. Like, oh, I know. And they had to get resuscitated and get those things. What are those things that you... Brrr, EpiPen. You get the electrical... Epi, nah, electrical. Oh, an EC... No, uh, the, the not the jaws of life. That's a fire engine. Um, yeah, I know the ones. But that wasn't it. They gave him an EpiPen. Right. Because I've got one. I have pictures in my head. Um, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Moses Mbaye, kind of lost in the last three or four years in rugby league, but mainly origin and rep league. You don't see it as much in a, in a club, um, day-to-day club game. Is having it back on interchange, just an out-and-out back, I think it's a complete waste of time, a real negative play. Like, backs should be playing 80 minutes in a rugby league game, no questions asked. Now, if you look at the composition of a bench, you should be potentially looking at a rotating hooker or a dummy half or a a running forward. And then the the next three positions, second row props, you know, arguably probably want a couple of front rowers for that rotation of four. Someone who can play... Sorry? Good balance. One second row, two props is a good balance... But I mean, we're not Wade Graham. He's not a five-eight. But gee, he did a job last night. He was brilliant. Really, really, he's a skillful player. And he is in the dictionary under footballer. Mm-hmm. You might have a picture of him, a footballer like Greg Bird. Yeah, he's in the Clint Gutherson category, isn't he? Real footballer. No, <laughs> a lot. What's that? You got to get closer to your mic, mate. I'm, 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 you're cutting off half the time. Get closer to your mic. Oh, Gutherson couldn't play in the forward, so he's not a footballer. I don't think that's the definition of a footballer. I think a footballer is you. Uh, the definition of a footballer is he gets the ball, and he'll he'll make something happen. Unstructured, whatever he does, whenever the ball's given to him, he'll have a positive, and and not necessarily textbook, but you know he just has a general footballing nous. I don't think it's necessarily you can okay, play. Okay, so I think that's where. I, 
Now, my definition of bit because he's 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 so um, what's that word? Jeez, oh, my brain's gone versatile. today. Uh, versatile that he can play. He could even play prop. Like you could play Greg Bird at prop. He'd get the job done. So, are we talking Greg Bird or Wade Graham? I'm saying they're similar players, and Wade Graham could play prop too. Greg Bird played a lot of six for the Sharks, didn't he? And he played six for New South Wales yeah. in a couple of games, did he? He does. Actually, Tibbs Keenan, a, lot of, a friend of the show, I remember watching uh, Warriors-Sharks. Hmm. You know, I know. A pre-season uh, game at and showgrounds with him, and he goes, check this Greg Bird at six. He's a freak. Really? Picked him. Yeah. He, he is a good footballer. Is he still playing over in France? No, he just retired about two weeks ago. Huh. That Bash Brothers, the, the Greg Bird Gallon era for the Blues. I, I asked a question last night. Do you think that Paul Gallon, if fit and available, he plays, doesn't he? Last night. No. Mate, they had Daniel Sykes. He's retired. Yeah, no, but if he's available for selection, because he's playing for the Blues, if he didn't retire from rep football, does he play last night? Does he play ahead of Daniel Sykes? Probably, Sykes-y? yeah. I just think him. You just pick him, eh? What does he commentate for? Um, he's pretty good. I've always enjoyed him on the radio, Triple M. He's he's, he's a very honest, straight talker. Don't mind Greg. Oh, sorry, um, Paul Gallon. But you were the first guy to tell me that, that um, Janine was good, and you were right on that. Dan Janine. Is there a better caller in the game right now? We drove out somewhere to the north of Sydney with you one day, and we... Listen, where were we going? Fuck knows. Oh, I think we are driving back from Newcastle Test Match or something, yeah. going past uh, uh, your work on a Saturday afternoon just to pop into your local, uh, you know, and... Yep. ...and all that on that Saturday afternoon um, triple in. That was good. Oh, that, that is that the old school... They used to do the legends, the dead set legends, when you'd get up on Saturday morning and you'd have Dan Ganane, Ray Warren, Anthony Friedman, and they'd just get your fizz for the weekend. They'd talk about the Friday night game. And then you'd get on Sunday morning, you'd have Paul Kent. I'm not a big fan, but he was talking rugby league. You had Gordon Tallis. They still do that, but <clears throat> Anthony Maroon has probably taken over a little bit too much, whereas Ganane used to be heavily... Um, Front and centre of that Anthony, show. Anthony Maroon, what's his background? Is he former, or I'm thinking Darren Maroon? That's, I think that's his brother, cousin, but he's a big Souths man, Anthony Maroon. He's uh, the guy that a, said to kick the Warriors out of the comp the other day against the Storm. He was no, just, that was Janine. No, no, that was um, Maroon. He was disgusted with him. Speaking On the radio, of, what a, I don't remember him. Speaking of which, a couple of signings, a couple of some news today. Solomone Qatar. Is gone to the storm. So is Titans forward. Max, Won't be there next. Max King, you don't think so? That's, that's effective immediately. Yeah. Oh, mate, Carter won't last. Bellamy will do his head in with that prick. They're both signed to the end of the 2020 season. Carter, 93 matches for the Warriors. Um, God, what a what a guy that what a perfect example of will always have potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, best was let him go. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Conrad Hurrell going to the Titans. He's going to have potentially a couple of decent games for the Storm, but um, yeah. although they are quite light in the centre position, aren't they? Right now, no Curtis Scott. They've got Marianne Seve. He's and, quite good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a household name, though, is he? <clears throat> and another signing from the Storm, Scott Drinkwater's gone. Now, this is this is where I get back to the point, um, Scott Drinkwater's gone to Cowboys. See, the Warriors should have been able to trade Qatar for something on the books of the Storm. Like, get something back, you know? Ugh, really? I'll take the cash. <laughs> I'll take the cash for Qatar. I mean, it is a positive to get him off your books, which I yeah. guess was the incentive for the Warriors to get him off their books because he's probably on a, quite a decent wage. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them get a fringe player go back. I tell you what, though, with Max King, a guy from the Titans that then goes to the Storm, you got to watch out for that, eh? Because Bellamy's sniffing around; he knows something, and I don't know anything about Max King, but it would not surprise me if we're saying in eighteen months' time. Jesus, Max King's a footballer. Well, I'll give you the other tip about Max King is that he's being usurped in the picking order of the Titans by Jack Stockwell. Ugh, um, yuck. But do you know why? Because Jack, Jack Stockwell's going out with Garth Brennan's niece. Really? Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, if there's some... What's that word again? I've lost it again where you get into positions of power because of your family. Nepotism. You are just yep. losing words. Did you get on? The, um, did you get on something over the weekend? You've had a rough one, or have no. you just come off a huge tunnel bender in Chicago? Just stress based. Okay. We haven't even touched on test match yet. Right, we're twenty six minutes in now. All you um, blokes that say that we all we do is talk about um, Warriors and Kiwi League. Gee whiz, that's twenty six. Um, Minutes of origin footy you'll get there. All right, let's start off with the Kiwis-Tonga, which was the first test match of the weekend. Talk me through it, brother. I mean, you'd be pretty happy about that, wouldn't you? Give me give me your thoughts, top to bottom. Oh, I was stoked. I think the highlights for me was the Kiwis' defence. Like the Tongans threw a lot at us, and well, actually, they, and everyone was saying oh, shit their halves were. Their halves didn't go too bad. We just defended really well. Mm. Um, so really proud of that, about that. And then just some individual performances that need to some mention. Isaac Liu, how good is he with that Kiwi jersey? Mm. Um, Brad Smith, obviously, the little wombat from um, the uh, oh, shit, Waiheke Rams. And just great to see Sean Johnson there. And then Benji, just, why was he not there for seven years? Um. Sorry, you're just cutting out. What was that last thing? Why was Benji not there for seven years? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I'm pretty sure... I mean, he obviously went to Rara, and then probably the year after that, you'd say that half season that he had with the Dragons was pretty average. Um, And then he was coming off the bench for the Broncos. So probably of those seven years, you'd say maybe two or three... um, Probably, you know, not completely in contention. But there's four years where the Benji were where we could have easily picked him. Throwing guys like Peter Hiku, Tohu Harris, Tui Moala Lola here, um, even Cody Nikarima. Um, I think, did Jared Bill play fucking in, in the halves for New Zealand over the years? Pretty much everyone else has. Um, you know, there's no excuse. Benji Marshall should have played an extra 10 or 12 tests. Um, disappointing. You saw what it meant to him out there. That's just... That was intense when you saw the big man, the great man in tears. Um, he just looked really... I think when they named the team, and I was looking at the Tongan fullback going, fuck me, this Tongan fullback is unbelievable. He had Fanua Blake, Fafita, who obviously got suspended, Tal Malolo, Pangai Jr., 
um, and COC Takiaho. That's fucking oh. firepower. And then when I saw that Benji was playing, I was like, okay, Benji, I just trust him. The old hand, he was, he's, you know, he had a good kicking game, and then he just let Johnson run. And Johnson's the game plan to get him on the outside of Asiata and Pangai made them look stupid on a couple of occasions. Brandon Smith, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about Brandon Smith. Is he really, is this a great thing for him just to be playing behind um, Cameron Smith? Are we going to be looking back going, wow, you know, the great one of the great hookers in the modern era playing behind the greatest hooker, um, and it was a, you know, brilliant tutelage? Or, you know, is he not maximising his wealth? Is, is Cameron Smith playing next year? Uh, yes, that's a rumour. The rumour is playing next year. I mean, I think outside of, outside of Cameron Smith and Damien Cook, is there a better hooker than Brandon Smith? Maybe Isaac Luke on his day, but that's once no. in five games days. On, on his day, mate, he's just not consistent anymore. Brandon Smith is just the most exciting, interesting, I would say, interesting rugby league player out there. Like, but his size, and as he does, he plays like a loose forward. He is something else. Hey, he basically turned that game with those two huge runs that led to try. one. He scored a try, and the other one led to a try. Um, oh. He's just a very, very um, unique player. He is a big fucker. He's 93 kgs. Um, oh no, just, just under six just... foot. And he's a hard motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it was, I was proud of the boys' performance on the weekend. It really put a smile on my face. So what we're to now for Tonga? Like, does this put them back into tier two well and no, truly? No, no. I mean, they lost to Australia and they've lost to us. Like, that's, that's okay. I mean... <laughs> Tier one is such a loose term in rugby league anyway because, what, is it just two teams in Australia? And, you know, if you look at New Zealand over the years, we would often have a really strong performance punctuated by three 20-point losses. So losing 20 points to New Zealand or Australia in the modern day of rugby league, it doesn't just turn you into a bad side. Tonga needs to get another half, just one more half. They can probably afford to have either an Asiata or a Lola here. I know they're not great. But, you I think know, Garner would have helped actually if he wasn't injured. Yeah, but he's not a he's not a every week first grader. They've got to find someone who's an every yeah. week first grader, and I think that there's no one really on the horizon that you could probably say that about. No, well, it has to be one of their kids for feeders' kids or something. You have to start bringing them up. Mm. But um, great to see the crowd. So what about Trace at Leichhardt over for the Lebanese? Disappointing. See, I mean, I didn't see a huge great deal. I, um, I was watching the pre-match anthems in Hakka or the Sipi Sivatel. Um, Samoa looked pretty good, eh? Like, if you look at their spine, they had Yasako, Jerome Luai, um, oh, who was the other half they had? Anthony Milford and the nine. But they're actually got a more balanced team than uh, Tonga. Tonga. And as I said to you, this Tongans, Samoans hate Tongans. They're going to start actually wanting to go, and this is part of Tapao, who's like, fuck on, I'm going to make sure Tonga aren't the best. If they get their Samoan team together, they're actually, that's going to be a good game once they have Milford and all that. Um, I think they could push Tonga a bit further next Who's time they play. Uh, Milford and F- New Brown. Nah, wasn't New Brown. Uh, I'll get this uh, for you. Okay, here we go. Jesus. Tonga Field. Mason Lenoir. 
No, he was on the bench. He had Harris Tavita. Oh, I was too. Yeah, good call. Chanel. And then also, I'll tell you what I like seeing. Jaden Sewer, who's in the second row, plays for the Broncos. Um, Christchurch yep. born, I think. He was someone at the start of the season. If, if I had said, pick my five players to watch this season in terms of someone who comes on. Fuck, I was excited about Jaden Sewer, and he just got injured real early, hasn't done anything. I thought he was going to be part of the Broncos, like an absolute staple, but um, that looks as though it was one of his first games back from a long injury layoff. Um, and, and Papua New Guinea in half, Kyle Labert, where's he come from? Have you looked him up? Nah, but I've seen him play first grade. For who? I don't know. Maybe the Tigers? No, I know where I've seen him play. The Titans. Where? I think I've seen him play for the Titans. We'll have to look that up. But some of these white New Guineans, they are like interesting. I, I mean, them. like, it's, it's um, you know, what's his name? Um, Luke Page. He's just from yeah. like his grand, his, he's actually just white. He's not <laughs> half New Guinean. He's just, li- his, his grandfather started a big factory there, and then his dad yeah, worked and lived there. And then it's just, I think it's just through his parents' residencies. Not um, not actually through any, um, you know, like I'm half, you know, half New Guinean or married into family or something. Yeah, I know. We're good on them for doing it. Oh, look, New Guinea. Do they have many? Um, do they have many players playing over in the Super League that didn't come back? Uh, two. Who is that? Oh, you just fucking lied. Uh, you full of shit, aren't you? <laughs> No, there's the, the, the two brothers, but they don't even play Super League. They play Championship for Featherston Rovers. Oh, yeah. Kyle uh, Labert played two games. One it game. Definitely wasn't, it's definitely not the jukebox. He's retired. I know that. Yeah. And Wellington Albert wasn't there. Um, Stagrath Armin retired. He's over there. He's over in the UK. Yeah. Kyle Labert, two games for the North Queensland Cowboys, one in 2017 and one in 2018. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um,. Any other takeaways from the representative round? No, other than I think it's a great... Um, it, we've got to keep it going. Um, I, uh, Origin on Sunday, yeah, I know you don't like it, but I think for I one... I know, oh, I didn't like game, it on Sunday. Round, yeah, who cares, yeah. So back onto the NRL. This is where it's really disjointed, this part of the season. I think we have to have a standalone rep season because it's very hard to go tacked real quick back into... Back into um, Back into rugby league, but we've got a fucking Thursday night game, Tigers Rabbitohs. Now the Rabbitohs, who have been a little bit on the slide lately, that's a really difficult game for them. Out at Bank West, um, Bank West, and, 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 and sorry, which I don't like Tigers playing there, but I'll do it. And, and is Adam Reynolds injured? Um, well, they haven't named Teamless Tuesday, but he did play the last game, though, didn't he, Reynolds? Mm. And what's Kyle? Uh, what's um? Oh, I'm mean, not Kyle Turner. Fucking Walker, Cody Walker. What's he going to come out like confidence-wise? Well, he's going to he's going to light the Tigers on fire, isn't he? He's going to be very, very motivated to come out. It'll be interesting to see how many of these guys back up because they should all back up. It's a week later, really. Sunday yeah, to sure. Thursday, coming back from Perth, he's, tight. He's, they should no. do that. Oh yeah, the yeah Ngang will play. And boy, um, I game Friday Friday night the pub game, Dragons at home to the Cowboys. 
Not mm. fucking top of the list in terms of pub games. Jeez, the pub game gets some shocking games, don't they? That's the beauty of it, though, because you'll watch anything <laughs> at the pub, won't you? You will. But they should, you know, they should try and get that game humming a bit better. You know, really utilize that just straight ah, after workflow. Yeah, you got to. Where, where is your? What's your glamour um, uh, Time slot. slot of the week? Yeah, my glamour slot is there's two glamour slots: the second Friday game and yep. the four p.m. Oh, I love my Sunday footy game. Yeah, see, for me, the glamour slot is the first game on the Super Saturday because the, oh. the field's in day and it's dry. Yeah, that is nice, isn't it? That day game. That's that's a few deep at the pub by then, really settling into the triple header. Um, Super Saturday. Roosters Storm, 7.55pm on Friday. Adelaide? Uh, they did that last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they, I think they Roosters take yeah. their home game now just to get Storm at Adelaide. So, Adelaide you feel too far from Perth? Uh, Titans, Sea Eagles, Seabus Super, Knights, Broncos. Actually, that's a really interesting game. It's a good game. That's, there's a lot on at that game. That's kind of Broncos really need that to stay in touch with the eight. Eels, Raiders might be in Darwin. What's TIO Stadium? I think and that's where? Darwin. TIO. Oh, that's Darwin. Yep. Yeah. Darwin. I always think Darwin games, you think they're going to suit the Eels, but they always end up losing in Darwin. Yeah, I know. It's too hot for them. Uh, Warriors, Panthers, Mount Smart, 2pm Australian time. Winnable. Winnable. Yeah, a couple of shit teams going head-to-head. And then Doggies hosting the Sharks. Sharks probably got to start making their run. Um, I mean, there's just... Still, we're still in that same situation, aren't we, mate? We're still in that. Eels haven't locked down that eighth spot yet. The Tigers, the Warriors, the Cowboys, the Broncos are all nipping on their heels. Um, fuck, why do you get oh, points for a bite? Mate, my big call is get on the Broncos to beat the Knights. In Newcastle? Yeah. I think they just... They, they were so shit against the Eels that they're going to have to get their ass in the gear. I don't know. I've heard a lot of chat. Um, people that are in and around the Broncos that say there's something really, really not right at the moment. Not Frank's brother. I'm, I don't know, mate. I'm not revealing my sources. Well, to be honest, I can't think of anything. I, I hope everything bad happens to that bloke, uh, Seabell. Not a fan. I just don't like the coaching Miro Graham bullshit that happened last year. I don't like his year. haircut. I'll be honest. I don't like his haircut. What's his haircut? Seabell is too smooth, too much gel. He does look quite oiled up. Is he right. Maltese? He's... Who did he play? He played Germany, quote. What? No banter. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Fuck me. Jesus. Um, I mean, that Friday night game, you've got to get in front of that. Roosters storm. Jesus. Adelaide Oval, for me, takes a lot of gloss off that fixture, though. Like, it's just not... I get it. The Roosters don't have a home ground. Allianz. I mean, for fuck's sake. Well, Alliance is in pieces at the moment. They're knocking that okay. thing down. It'd be worse, so you don't have any other options, do you? Um, SCG. I guess they are going with a clash with the um, with the Swans. That's probably why they're not playing there. That's a great ground as well, so I'd rather have the Adelaide Oval to be on short boundary square. Yeah, yeah, agree. Agree. Um, yeah, well, okay. Any other big... Yeah, I've got to go, mate. I've got to go. I think the kids need to go to bed. Who do you replace um, Nathan Cleary with? Uh, I would go 
Cody Walker. Yeah, he would pair nicely with James Maloney. Yeah, I'd love to see him in a second not, chance. Uh, Fuck, I'd love to see that. Um, no. You're not picking Mitchell Pierce, and if they do, they deserve everything they get. Why? Okay, mate, we'll let you get back to your um, duties. We will be back on Sunday. A very short, sharp show this was. We'll be back on Sunday next time slot. you got to love your league. I love your league.